Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast. This is podcast number 88. Uh, we're filming a little bit later today than usual. It's around 2 p.m. local time. We were supposed to film a little bit earlier, but... Uh, why is that, Neil? Okay, so I was a little hungry, <laughs> which is not a big deal. I go hungry lots, but my stomach was so loud. It was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like that in my life. We had we, we literally could not film. I think you have a condition. Yeah, it's called mead food. So we're sitting here. We're, we're getting ready. This is what, like two hours ago, three hours ago? Yeah. This is a while ago. We're getting ready. We're looking at our notes. And I'm just sitting here, and all I hear is, <laughs> like it's quite loud. And there's like the gap between sounds was maybe three seconds at most. It was constant. Like I was like, I can't believe this. Like we can't film like this. Like we literally have to go put food in your belly before we could do this. So we literally had to leave and go get food and come back. <laughs> so here we are, <laughs> like two hours later. Um, so with that said, the podcast is going to release a little bit later today. By the time you listen to this, it doesn't really matter because right. you'll be listening to it. So. Um, it only really affects us. The things we deal with behind the scenes. That's right. It's incredible. Um, this podcast is going to be a little bit different than most because of the main topic of this podcast. Uh, we thought about making a separate video specifically on the Don Cherry incident, but we felt like the platform for discussion of this whole topic is really, like it, it is completely podcast worthy. Like it mm -hmm. is... It's exactly what the podcast was designed to be around, is to have a conversation with no real time limit where we can just talk. We don't have to worry about, man, if we make this video about this topic and it's 40 minutes, is someone really going to watch this? Mm -hmm. But this is a podcast. Podcasts are usually pretty long. So uh, we have a lot to say, uh, a lot to go through about the Don Cherry situation. <clears throat> Excuse me. We haven't really talked about it. We talked about it a little bit, but I don't really know your in-depth opinion and I don't think you know mine. Nope. Um, so and we weren't sure if we were going to talk about it at first, like yeah, when, when I, it first happened, it was like, might stay away from that. Yeah. I might think about actually not talking about it, but so I just want to give you, and oh, by the way, I'm going to start putting the time codes down or the timestamps down in the comment section. So if you don't want to listen to us talk about Don Cherry, you can skip ahead and see what else we're talking about in the rest of the podcast. So, um, head on down to the comment section if you want to skip ahead or whatever. And and normally we start with the recaps. Yeah, normally we start with game recaps. We're just going to jump into the Don Cherry thing. Mm -hmm. So before we go through the entire thing, I just want to break down this conversation a little bit of how it's going to go or should go for the most part. So I'm going to start by reading his, the quote or the, the what he actually said, a quote of what he actually okay, said. Before you get into that, can I just say one thing? <clears throat> sure can. Okay. So for people that are listening to this on podcasts, whether it's iTunes or whatever, you people are awesome. You're listening. That's basically the end of that. To the people that are on YouTube, you're able to post comments after this. Um, we don't know where this conversation is going to go, but we need to be very mindful that we want to have like a, a productive discussion here. So we don't want to be moderating comments on this video for weeks to come. Like we don't need yeah. hateful comments. We don't need, um, you know, things that we just aren't warranted. Like it's fine to have an opinion and it's fine to say your opinion, but we don't need people attacking other people or making comments that are just out of line. So try to keep it respectful. Uh, like I said, we don't know where this conversation is going yet. We're going to try to give you the facts. We're going to try to give you our opinion on things. You may not agree with us. You may agree with us. Um, it's an opinion's an opinion, right? So just <clears throat> you have your opinion. We have ours. Let's try to, you know. Yeah, and we're not going to be disrespectful of our opinions. We're just going to be as level-headed and as yeah. factual as we can. Um, like, so We understand the nature of this topic is hostile. Like it's, it's very hostile right now. There's totally two sides with a line drawn right in the middle. Yeah. So we're just going to try to 
navigate that easily and give you our honest opinion, but we're going to be respectful to the people that may not disagree with us exactly. or agree with us. Yeah, exactly. So I'll start by reading the quote, and then we'll talk about a specific thing from within the quote, and then I want to uh, talk about things that I agree with, things that I disagree with on the situation, um, a little bit of Don's history, and uh, I'll answer the question, do I think Don Cherry should, should, be, should have been fired? Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Ron McLean, and then I have a little... It's not really a fun fact, but it's something that happened to a fan um, that I want to talk about. Something you don't know about. So, Okay, so here is the actual quote. Um, and I've heard this a couple times. You've heard this a couple times. The majority of you have heard this a couple times, but I just want to read it again. So he says, You people that come here, whatever it is, you, you love our way of life. You love our milk and honey. At least you could... At least you could pay a couple of bucks for poppies or something like that. These guys paid for your way of life um, that you enjoy in Canada. So first I just want to point out uh, a part of that quote. So the term you people, now in the context of how he said it, that's where the major, probably the biggest issue with what he said is the fact that he said you people because it came across as a racial thing. Mm-hmm. Um, also because he said that come, right? It's yes. you people that come. Yes. In, inferring that I'm I'm speaking to people that weren't here before. Yes. Right? So it's easy, like it, it's never inferred directly mm-hmm. that he's talking about immigrants or whatever, but it's easy to infer from that four word quote exactly who what demographic he's targeting so it's not so much about the literal words you people because that is a very typical don cherry don cherry says you people all the time you people out there need to be whatever like that there's nothing wrong with that and you people to him just means anyone who doesn't share the same opinion as him basically like you people like pay attention kind of thing Mm -hmm. but in the context of how he delivered it in this sentence it came across very racial so and that that's the that's the big issue right so um, I don't have a problem with his term of you people as he generally uses it, but his delivery was poor mm-hmm. and he even admitted that at this point now that we're filming this. So I just wanted to point out that if you aren't familiar with Don Cherry and maybe you've never watched Don Cherry or maybe, I don't know, I'm, there's definitely people on social media who've never watched in Canada who've never watched Don Cherry. I don't really know anything about him, but they read this quote and mm-hmm. they say you people. And they're completely offended. And I don't necessarily disagree, but if you know Don Cherry, you give him a little bit more of a slack on the you people words because it he does say it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying. And, that, I, and I'd say is. like, for example, in the States, there's probably a lot of people who do know who Don Cherry is, but they don't get the um, opportunity to see him every weekend for right. the last 30 some years. Like we have. Yeah. So they may be aware of him and aware of things he has said in the past and know that he says player names wrong all the time. They know he has hot takes. They know, they know like his personality, but they don't have the, um, I guess experience of seeing him every week for 34, 35, 36 years, whatever it was. Like Don Cherry is one of the most popular public figures in Canada. His his platform is huge. There's there's no doubt about his platform is huge. So this is why it's I don't I don't know if it's a big story in, in the United States, but in Canada, it is on the front page of every newspaper. It's the the starting uh, news story in every broadcast, on every radio show, and every TV. Like this is one of the biggest stories of the year, probably outside of the election in Canada. Um, it's 
it's extremely significant. It's unfortunate, but yeah. So, okay. So it's, it's become a complete political issue, which is understandable, but uh, frustrating, I guess. There's a, you have the left, you have the right. They're going back and forth. There's one really strong opinion on the left side and one really strong opinion on the right side. There's not necessarily anything wrong with that, but I want to touch base on both sides. I'm going to tell you things that I do agree with and things that I don't agree with. Like this, this is a topic that that is outside of sports. Completely outside of sports. Like, it's nothing to do with sports. Like a lot of people like stick to sports. Like that's, you know, I don't want to deal with politics. I don't want to deal with stuff like, but this, this issue, and I even told you this when it happened before we even thought about filming video. Like this is beyond sports. Like it just is like, it is absolutely a left and right. Like they have left and right, whether what side you're on, they have different views on immigration. They have different views on a lot of things. Absolutely. And that's what this is. So, um, the, the, the problem like is not with his message about supporting the troops. No one, I haven't heard a single person out there that said that they're upset with Don over the the message he was trying to say. Exactly. It was just the opening. So yeah, like he, he, his message, I, I agree with his message in the sense that it would be nice to see more poppies on people. Don Cherry probably stands for the troops more than any other public figure I've seen Absolutely. in my life. And that is extremely, I have so much respect for him in that regard. And I completely agree that, you know, it would be nice to see more poppies on people. And, but to, it's, it's, it's more about the money, like the money that gets donated every time you get a poppy. And if you're not from Canada and you don't know how it works, like if you go into a gas station, there'll be some veterans sitting at a table. Um, and it's different everywhere, but uh, they'll have like a little dish and you can, they'll give you a poppy and you kind of donate, you can donate a quarter, you can donate $10. It's whatever you want. So that money is really, really important to the veterans and the legions around Canada and stuff. Um, so I agree with him in the sense that it would be nice to see more people wear uh, poppies. So good on him for taking a stand on that. But that's that's where things kind of took a turn. He was going, his message was really important, it was really good, and then he just went completely, mm -hmm. hit the wrong direction and made it a political, racial, immigration issue. And he did the moment whatever but uh so that's that's the problem but and and, the, and a lot of people like I've, I've been reading stuff and watching stuff and a lot of people say that um you know don's not the best with words he he doesn't speak right properly he sometimes what he's trying to say um doesn't come across is what he's saying um but i'm not sure if this is one of those times because immediately after it happened he said i i know what i said and i stand by what i said exactly and then later on, he was on a, a on a different program, and he said, "You know, I could have been smarter and worded it differently to keep my job." But um, so I, I don't think, like, I don't know, but I don't think this is one of those times where he said something in the heat of a moment where he said it incorrectly, because he had the opportunity to clarify it, and he said, "I know what I said, and I stand by." Yeah, it. and that kind of ties in with the history of Don Cherry because he's had this viewpoint forever, yes. and we'll talk about a, that a little bit, I guess, but. Um, it's, yeah, I don't, like, I, I have extreme respect for him. Like, this is one of the other things that I, I agree with. The fact that he has the balls to say whatever he, he feels in his opinion, um, regardless if I think he's right or wrong, um, is, I mean, you can't say that about a lot of people, especially uh, in anywhere in, in the media, as far as radio, TV, um, politically, anything like that. 
I don't think there's anyone else out there in Canada who speaks his mind more than Don Cherry and over a public form. So I have extreme respect for him. Uh, he, he has his opinion. He's standing by it. If you look at Justin Trudeau, not that I want to make this political, but Justin Trudeau bends and breaks over a lot of things. He just, he always breaks under pressure to, and tries to make people happy and stuff. Don Cherry is the complete opposite of that. He doesn't like, he'll have an opinion and he'll stick by it and stand by it. Mm-hmm. I don't always disagree, agree with him. And in fact, I, I disagree with him more than I agree mm-hmm. with him. But I have way more respect for Don Cherry than I do Justin Trudeau, who I probably agree with more than Don Cherry, but I still don't agree with Justin Trudeau that much. And you but. don't necessarily have to like a guy to have respect for him either. Exactly. And I, I don't know if that's like a fallen art. I don't know if art's the right word, but it, it seems like that doesn't really exist with the younger people these days. Like yeah. it's, it's hot takes and like I can, like, I don't think your dad's a fan of, of Don Cherry. I th- is he or... Um, I think him and I watch Don have watched Don Cherry less and less over the years. And are you watching it for information or are you watching it for hot takes? I'm watching it for hot takes, hockey talk and in, wh- in general, and the the interaction conversation with Ron McLean. Yeah. Because I like their back and forth. I like their, I mean, mm-hmm. they've been together for 30 years or 25 years or whatever 34, it was. 34, yeah. So they, they have that relationship. They have the com- camaraderie. They make jokes back and forth. They tease each other and stuff. So... Part of the reason why I'm watching is to is to watch um, that, and this is kind of a segue into things that I don't like. I don't like that Don always like in between periods on a Saturday night when I watch Coach's Corner. What do I want to listen to? I want to want to I want to listen to hockey talk. I really respect that he supports the troops. He like it's it's important that he um, you know supports the veterans and stuff. If he made a documentary that was four hours long about the veterans and stories and going visiting them and stuff, I'd watch it and I'd really like it. But in over, just in general, and I'm not just talking about last Saturday, but in general, he talks about non-hockey things quite a bit in Coach's Corner, and that's where it loses me. That's why I've mm-hmm. stopped watching over the past 10 years because do I agree with the things that he's saying and like the stories he's telling and the things that he's doing about the troops and the veterans? Absolutely but I mentally checked out because when I watch hockey, when I'm listening to Coach's Corner and everything, that's my mental break. That's my fun, right? I go to work every day of the week, and on the weekends I watch hockey. I don't really want to transition my brain in Coach's Corner back to something serious about the troops. Not that it's it should be ignored, but it's to me it's just he uses that platform for his personal beliefs, and I wish he used it for just hockey. And that's where we are today, where he's taken a personal belief, and now it's a big issue. Mm-hmm. So, Co- Coach's Corner has been politicized for quite a while now. Yeah, it, it's not just a hockey segment. It's not. It's it's almost. It's not even Coach's Corner for half of it. Half of it's Coach's Corner. Half of it's mm-hmm. Colonel's Corner, <laughs> because it's it's a lot of yeah. It's a lot of support the troops, and it is important. It's an extremely important me- and message. I completely agree with it. I just I've always become uninterested because I'm looking for hockey talk. I'm not looking for veterans talk during hockey broadcast. So that's a little long winded, but anyway, um, things, another thing I disagree with is his delivery. And I guess we kind of already discussed this a little bit, but he could have said he, if he just stayed on the track of, of promoting the fact that it really means a lot when you go into the store and you you get a poppy and you donate some money like he just had to he, if he just stayed on that track mm-hmm. 
it would have been such a powerful message. It would have gotten news stories. Uh, it would have gotten, like, people would have been talking about it. Uh, it was such, it's such a positive thing. And, but the way that he turned and, de- and delivered the rest of the message was comp- so disrespectful. It was really frustrating. And I can't imagine being an immigrant to this country and, and hearing that. I would feel so upset. See, I think it's okay to call people out on, on not wearing the poppy, but call everybody out. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah, limit exactly. it to a minority group. Yeah. And also, here's the thing. I bought three poppies this year. And they all fell off. The third one I bought fell off, and and I don't I have no idea where it is. I lost three, but I, I tried to wear as much as I could. They just kept falling off. And that happens. And here's another part of my problem: if you see someone who doesn't have a poppy, it doesn't mean that they don't respect the troops or support the veterans. I have a tattoo on the inside of my arm that's a Spitfire that my grandfather flew in World War II, and I got, I got this to pay homage to him and the rest of the veterans. If Don Cherry saw me walking down the street with no poppy in Toronto and he looked at me and said, oh, Canadian boy not wearing a, a poppy, that's not cool. He's judging me without knowing me. That's right. I literally have, eventually there, there actually is going to be a poppy here. Um, I finished that tattoo. It's going to be a soldier in mourning and stuff, whatever. Like you can pay your respect and support the troops in different ways without wearing a poppy, but I do agree with them that it would be nice to see more people wearing poppies, but they do fall off. So like it's, I, I don't care that much if I don't see someone wearing a poppy, like, cause mm-hmm. I know that they do fall off. Has anyone, has a poppy ever oh, fallen yeah. off? You? Yeah. Yeah. You lose them all the time. So, um, by the time the third one, I have the third one. I was the day before remembrance day. And then on remembrance day is when I lost it. And then no one wears poppies past remembrance day usually. So I didn't bother picking up a fourth, but anyway, um, I think there's something about Don Cherry that is very admirable and also concerning. He has a God complex. He always thinks he's right. He doesn't really care about a lot of opinions of other people. And I think he's really good at sending the message home with his opinion, even if it's negative. And I respect that because he is, he does take a stand on a lot of things, uh, on things that most people agree with and sometimes think pe- things that people don't agree with. But I, I think that's a really good quality of him that he does take a stand and he is hard-headed and he does say what's on his mind. But it's also a fault because he he always thinks he's right. And he he's not a good listener. Like sometimes Ron will try and have the opposite opinion of him and trying to convince him of something and it's just like it's, it's a losing battle. Like, Well, we watched the 1990... 1990- Fifth Estate CBC um, report, and he was, it was actually a good report. Um, if you look it up on YouTube, I think it's like 15 minutes long, 14 minutes long, and it just, it's a 1990 interview about immigration and stuff. And he even tells the guy that's uh, interviewing him that he doesn't handle criticism well. Yeah, he hates criticism. He, he, hates- he can't handle criticism. He hates it. And the guy called him out in the interview. You should really go watch it. Just search Don Cherry 1990 on YouTube. You'll find it. It's a fantastic watch. But the interviewer calls him out. He's like, what do you mean you don't? Like said, criticism, you are you. You're the leader of criticism. Yeah, he basically says sixty percent of the stuff you spew out is nonsense, and you can't handle when people come back. And he just says, "No, I can't." I yeah. So, anyways, it's it's interesting, but that that and that goes with with Don's history. He's always had a strong stance against immigration. He doesn't like criticism. Um, he like 
he doesn't like international he, European yeah. players he, in yeah. the NHL. There is a huge history of him not wanting European players in, in the league. Um, he has is- he had issues in the past with Russian players coming over, and we're sending money to Russia now because those players are getting paid. Yeah, um, he's not happy that this was a couple years ago that um, people from Europe were coming and playing in the Canadian Hockey League. Um, he called out Europeans playing in like the minor leagues, like Bantam and Pee Wee and stuff like that. So um, he definitely had wrong, rightly or wrongly. I mean, you have your own stance on where you whether you agree with him or not, but. Mm-hmm. Um, those are public stances he has made. Like he's just, definitely the biggest advocate for. He's pro Canadian. Yeah, he's a na- nationalist. Yes, like he he is the biggest advocate for only having Canadians and Americans in the NHL. Thirty years ago and today. Yeah, he still agrees with it. He still he's warmed up a little bit. He he has fun saying names that he can't pronounce and stuff. But uh, he, if it was up to him, there would be no Russians in the NHL. There'd be no Swedes. There'd be no Finns. There'd be no Germans. Nothing. Like the, yeah, and this this isn't a one off. Like this is. This is a history of his career of going back that um, he's just been able to get away with it. And a couple weeks or last weekend, it, that was, you know. Exactly. He crossed the line, apparently. And exactly. It was, anyways, do you think Don Cherry should have been fired? I thought about this a lot. Um, I did too. I've actually wavered back and forth. Um, I, I'm kind of glad we're taking a week um, after it happened to talk about this Me because too. there's actually been a lot of different people come out and say things. And, um, um, it's like I was telling you off, off mic. Um, I don't think I've seen one person publicly that I respect come out and say that they don't think he didn't do anything wrong. Like I think everyone acknowledges his words were poor. Yeah. And by own his, by his own admission, he meant what he said. So he meant to say those things. So he was at fault for saying what he said. Yes. So, hundred percent, he he was in the wrong. He shouldn't have done that. I agree. Now, is that grounds for being terminated? And this sports Sportsnet thought so. Sportsnet, yes. And that so, you, made, you you made the comment off air earlier that they have a new CEO. Yes. Yeah, so um, the the other guy that was there is gone. Uh, Rob Moore, no. Scott Moore, Scott Moore. Sorry, Scott Moore was the old president of Sportsnet for Rogers. Um, he left early this spring slash late winter, um, early in uh, twenty nineteen. A new guy's come in and he's actually cleaned house quite a bit. Like, um, he's in terms in terms of Sportsnet Radio on five ninety, like Bob McCowan's gone, John Shannon's gone, Nick, Kip, Nick Kiprios is gone, Doug McLean's gone. Like, oh, yeah. there's a whole bunch of the old yeah. kind of boys club guys that are gone, and they're shaking things up. And there's a lot of like new TV personalities and new radio personalities that are that a lot of them are former players that were okay. They're not like great players, but they're just kind of filling in and they're obviously not getting paid as much. So they are shaking things up a little bit, and so this may be. Um, a result of the new president being in there too, and and I don't think we're kidding anybody. Like this, this isn't about just what he said. This is also about sponsors. This is about money. Yeah, this is big, about the corporate side. Like it's a big deal. So, um, um, I can I can understand I guess why Sportsnet did it. Um, but if it was me, it I don't I don't I don't know if there's a like it's a private company, right? So they can do what they want. Yes, it doesn't. It doesn't matter whether you or I agree whether something was too harsh or not. If a company wants to get rid of you, they have that right. If they're, if they're saying that that you are hurting our brand or our brand doesn't agree, like Sportsnet's slogan is united by sport, literally. Yes. And Don Cherry came out and specifically targeted a group of, of immigrants, basically, in Canada. Yeah. So that, that right there doesn't jive with united by sport. Like exactly. Sportsnet saying, hey, let's bring everyone together. 
it's a nice marketing slogan to try to, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, bring me that cheddar. <laughs> but exactly, like you had the president of Sportsnet put a tweet out after that happened and he said, we don't agree with this. So you knew something might be coming down after that. Then Ron McLean put a tweet out. Yeah. This isn't looking too good for Don. It seemed like it was something that was possible that he could get fired. So I, 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 I don't, if it was me, I don't know if I would have, but I don't know. I don't know everything that happened in, in behind the scenes either. And I think that's important. Like, was he given the opportunity to clarify and to apologize? Did he reject that? Like, is he just, is he just sticking to his guns where I should be able to say whatever I want to say? And it's not coach's corner if I have to be filtered. And I can understand how some people like that. Like there's, there's just a group of people that have that mindset where free speech, free speech, we should be able to say what we want without, you know what I mean? And all this other stuff's happening and you're picking on Don Cherry. Well, the other stuff doesn't matter because this is a private company dealing with one of their employees who's paid quite handsomely. He represents their um, brand. And, And Coach's Corner is one of the biggest brands on Sportsnet. Like Hockey Night in Canada is probably the biggest thing that Sportsnet runs. Yeah, like Hockey Night in Canada, uh, you're talking like, I mean, the Simpsons have been on forever, for like almost 30 years or more. Hockey Night in Canada and Coach's Corner has been on longer. Yeah, so. Like it's it's pretty, it's it's huge. It's huge in Canada. So, but here's, that's what frustrates me about it, where I, I think Sportsnet, Sportsnet did give him the opportunity to apologize, keep his job, whatever, and he just declined it. I'm not saying that's the right or wrong decision, but um, that's kind of what frustrates me about it is that you know what you're getting with Don Cherry. He's mm-hmm. been fired in the past. He said things that are probably shouldn't have been said in the past. When you hired him, you know he's going to say something. He's a ticking time bomb. You, like, but that's what you get if you're if you're going to have him on the air and let him say what he wants. Then don't fire him for like. But we have a new president for Sportsnet that wasn't the guy that hired that's him. That's true. That's true. But and he can't punish him. He's Don Cherry. He doesn't. He doesn't care. What are you going to do? He can't punish Don Cherry. He doesn't care. So. You have to fire him. I would I have fired him? No, I don't think he should have been fired. But I don't know how to punish him either. So, see, yeah, it it's a it's a tough situation. Like, like if if you give him the opportunity to apologize, apologize, or maybe not even apologize, maybe just to clarify his remarks, because like we said in the opening, it doesn't he doesn't specifically say who he's speaking to. Mm. But you infer from those four words that it's the people that weren't you born have, here, yeah, basically, you have to right? Assume based on what he said. So, I like I don't know. Like sponsors aren't going to like that, right? People that are in that minority group are certainly not going to like that. Mm. The CRTC received the most complaints ever received over those comments. So the Canadian Television Radio Whatever Council that's in charge of what standards play on the thing, they right. were receiving more complaints than they've ever received over anything in their history. So I think Sportsnet had to act in terms of at least trying to get him to clarify his comments or apologize. And then if, if he doesn't, if he refuses and says, no, I, I meant what I said and I'm sticking with it. I don't, I don't know how you handle that from that. It's tough. Like, man, like the world now is different from the world when Don Cherry started doing that segment or even 10, 20 years ago. Like 30 years ago, he had an old school mentality. That's right. He has the exact same mentality 30 years ago than that he does today. And the world's changed so much since 30 years ago. And Don Cherry's not alone. Like there's, 
cases in the states where people are fired over stuff all the time. Oh, that's yeah. that's just it's this it's, ca- it's, cancel culture. That that's right. It's about. it's it's hot takes and. If it doesn't go with what the advertisers want or with the corporate sponsors or anything that makes our brand seem like it could offend a group of people, exactly, then it's not tolerated. And I think that's what a lot of the comments that are people that are pro for Don Cherry are basically saying is like, he should be able to say what he wants. He's the only one saying what we're all thinking. and Which I agree with if it was his platform. Like, I understand Sportsense's decision to want to fire him because it, it, he represents them. If it was Don Cherry's channel, if, like if, if if Don Cherry had a YouTube channel and he was saying this on his YouTube channel, do you think he'd still be working at Sportsnet if he never brought it up during Sportsnet? Oh, but those public question. comments were made by him on a on a different platform. That's a good question. I think this, I, I think it'd be the same. I decision. think the result would be the same. But yeah, I mean, I wish that he had said it on his own platform and people could have just directly went to him with the issue i wish he just would have said it differently oh i I completely agree (laughs) he definitely should have said it differently but like i i think we know that he wanted to say what he said but he could have said it differently and then just in the back of his mind say i really know who i'm talking to but to save face i'm just gonna say all you people which is what the message should have been either like it like it agree it's fine to tell people to say hey go get a poppy it's another thing to call people out on it i'm fine with that it's i mean sure shame people a little bit saying hey you enjoy your life. There's a lot of people that died so you could have your life. You should be spending, you know, put a toonie in the jar with that 80-year-old guy standing behind the desk and help him out and exactly. show your support. I have no problem with that. Yeah, because it's not that that point isn't about immigration. It's about right. us as that, well as Canadians. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about Remembrance Day. We're not talking about the military. We're not talking about previous wars. We're talking about him deliberately targeting a specific group of people and that's what got him into trouble. Yeah, that's the problem. And I think that's a lot of the of the message that's getting lost with people on social media they're talking about is they're just saying he stood up for our troops and he gets fired for calling people out. That's not what the issue is. Right. Because he's, he's, he's had the same general message for a long time. More people should be wearing poppies directed at. Yes. Like long-term Canadians. Yes. People not wearing poppies. You people who aren't wearing poppies. And you people forever has been. Anyone who's not wearing a poppy, yeah. basically. Any, anyone who's not wearing a poppy or anyone that's disagreeing with what I'm saying. Yes. Which is fine because you're you're broadcasting or targeting the wide group of people. Like, you people that come, it's, I mean, you're that's targeting 20% of the population exactly. instead of the other 80. Like, it's, a, it's a different Canada now. And yeah. I mean, even 30 years ago, there's a lot of immigration like stuff. Here, like here, now it's going... Like, check this out in my notes here that we'll get to later. Um, just because I figure this might be relevant. Like, I like backing up um, what I say with some facts. Yeah, if we're going to have opinion, let's I have a bring some immigration facts. statistics written down here. Um, 21.45% of Canadians were born in a different country. Wow. That's huge. So when you think about that, a fifth of all Canadians were not born in this country. When he says comments like that, whether you agree with them or disagree with them, he's targeting a large group of people. So we need to remember that. He's not just talking yeah. about you know, a couple people like this is a fifth of the country. Yeah. Right. So I mean, I, can't, I apologize if I get this wrong, but either CBC or Sportsnet has a completely separate like Punjabi broadcast. CBC does Hockey Night in Canada and Punjabi. And how, how do those people feel with those comments? Exactly. Like, <laughs> like when you like I listen, I listen to Jeff Merrick on Hockey Center. I actually really like Jeff Merrick. I think Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman are awesome. Yep, me too. Um, he said when he heard those comments, he had a discussion with his family to say, like, 
that's not what we're about. Like we are like, they live in Toronto. Like Toronto is probably the most immigration city in Canada. Like, huge. We don't even understand life like that because we don't live in a place like that. Yeah. But he said when he first heard those comments, the first thing he thought of was the Punjabi crew. Uh, yeah. Because they've basically come from nothing and they love this country. They love yeah. this game. And he, he knows Don wasn't targeting this specifically, but right. if you are in one of those minority groups, how do you, how do you look at that? Like, I know some people in the comments have said, I'm an immigrant or my father was an immigrant. Those comments are fine. We should be wearing poppies. Let's play hockey. Like that's, that's fine for you to have that view. But there are people out there that are hurt by these, or they feel like they've been working to gain, I don't know if respect's the right word, but they've been looking to try to gain their, their place here. And they say that comments like that kind of take away all the work they've put in to try to mm. like I don't like my phrasing's terrible there but no I know I understand what you mean and if like I think that tweet was from the guy who's in charge of the athletic maybe it might be the athletic Canada maybe the, I think he's the president or the CEO of the athletic. he's an immigrant and he said like those words hurt him mm. it this is completely in a different direction but do you think that there's immigrants who come to the country who see poppies and don't know what they are or don't know what they represent or like if I went to Syria to live there and I saw people starting to wear certain little hats at a certain time my thought would be should I wear one too if I do wear one is that going to be disrespectful because I'm not Syrian like are there immigrants coming to the country and don't understand what the poppy is I'm sure there are I'm sure there are those that do um but like I said, coming back to the start of this conversation, all he has to say is all of you people out there, and he's addressing everyone. I know. He's addressing you. He's addressing me. He's addressing the immigrants. He's addressing the old people. He's addressing the good old white boys from Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> he's literally addressing everybody. It's like this, this conversation sucks. It really does. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I know when this goes up on YouTube, we're going to get comments that, People are saying we're idiots and whatever, but it is what it you is. cannot, you literally cannot have this conversation and please everyone if you're giving an opinion on it. No, I think we've been very fair to both sides like, and tried to... Like we could say the facts and move on and that's one thing to do, but I don't think... like The podcast is about discussion. We yes. should be talking about how we feel about it. And I'm not trying to be politically correct on it. I, I am trying to be careful of what we say, but I'm not hiding my views Same, yeah. on how I feel. I'm just trying to present them in a way and trying to explain because I know there's a large group of the population out there that won't agree with me. I'm trying to explain why I feel this way. And I'm not saying you're wrong for disagreeing with me. Yeah, I agree. And if you think we have a bad, what about Ron McLean? Like yeah. he's caught in the middle. So like, I know, um, I think it was Monday or Tuesday after it happened. Um, so on for the people that live in the States, um, we have hometown hockey on Sportsnet every Sunday. So basically, Ron McLean, who is who was Don Cherry's co-host, um, he travels to a different con- or city in the country every Sunday, and they basically um, have like local people at a local rink come in, yeah. and they'll be like hockey players that either used to live there or do live there. Or they'll come back and they'll talk and they'll give some history. Um, so on the hometown hockey following that broadcast, Ron McLean basically said that yeah he should have said something or he shouldn't let it go. And Don Cherry actually said he thought he threw him under the bus. yeah. and like and during the the original broadcast, Ron McLean ag- agreed with Don in the sense that he's like shaking his head. then he said something like that's why we love you or something like that. And he gave a thumbs up. People were mad at Ron for mm-hmm. supporting Don. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday, like you said, 
Ron kind of through. And, and they the and a couple different shows and even him tried to explain that like the timing on Coach's Corner is very tight. Like they knew they had 15 seconds to start showing the clip of his Remembrance Day yeah. uh, thing. Um, he also was working on something else. So and like you said, he had that IFB in his ear. So I mean, he was in a tough spot, but like like we said in the start, there is a line down the middle, and you're either on one side or, or yeah. the other. And that's just how it is. So, and I mean, Don, uh, Don McLean, <laughs> Ron McLean and Don had been doing that for 34 years. Yeah. So they are more than friends. Like they are partners. They are, you know, they probably love each other. Like that's, well, when, like that's a relationship they have. Like they are, they are very, very close friends and like they're friends way longer than like I'm 35 years old. Like they've, they've been friends they've been almost friends as long as since yeah. I've been alive. So can you imagine if I was sitting here with Neil doing this for 34 years? Yeah. All of a sudden, he says something in hot water, or I say something in hot water, and then it's on one of us to call him out yeah. when he's that good of a friend. Yeah. That's a tough spot. So basically, Ron was given a talking to by Sportsnet, too, I believe, and he chose career versus friendship. Yeah. That's a tough decision to yeah. make. Um, so I, I I feel bad for Ron to be put in the middle like that. But uh, I don't, I don't, like, coming back to that, I don't disagree with his decision because... I don't believe Don was right in what he said. I, I completely I agree. just don't necessarily agree whether that was worthy of being fired over. Yes, I agree. So yes. if he was if he was being asked to make the choice of you're basically deciding to agree with what he said or keep your career, that's a pretty easy decision because I don't think anybody necessarily agrees with what he said was right. The overall message was good. Like that's a good message to get out. Yes. It's just how it was delivered was, was was terrible yeah. so and um i've seen some he last saturday or last night on hockey night in canada he had his own little um kind of speech uh during the first intermission that coaches corners normally and and i told you when it was over i said this is kind of weird mm -hmm. but i thought about it a lot actually and it makes perfect sense like he was all over the place because he's literally all over the place yeah exactly he has like he said he's had sleepless nights he's cried he's it hasn't been an easy week for Ron McLean either. Yeah, I thought about it a lot too. I'm glad you said that because I because at first I was like, well, he didn't really tell us his opinion. He didn't really say what I want, like I was expecting him to say. He was it was a, it, he was talking to Don, like yeah, through the public, which I I thought it was kind of weird at first, but actually I'm okay with it now because he he called Don out publicly in a way by kind of defending what Sportsnet said and said right. I can't agree with this, but. Um, so I, I think it's okay to make those comments publicly, um, but he, he did. Ron McLean's very good with words. Yeah, he's a very good speaker. I've had the pleasure of seeing him in person uh, in PEI last year. He was great. I really like Ron McLean. Um, I wish he had to said a little bit more, but like you, the more I thought about it, the more I was completely okay with how that went last night. Like he know he knows that Don said he threw him under the bus. Yes. That's got to hurt. He he knows that Bobby Orr has called him out too, yes. saying that you know. And let's not forget that Ron McLean has been fired once or twice, and Don Cherry says, "Hey, if he goes, I go." Yeah, and he got his job back. He was he Don literally said, "You with if you don't got Ron, you don't got me." He that's right. Like he threw himself under the bus to save Ron. Yeah, but it, but it's different circumstances. It is. He was let go because of they either just didn't want him anymore, or they didn't think he was good enough, or they wanted someone else. Yeah. Whereas this was he came out and said something that. You know, probably it's, should have been worded differently. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's wild. It's wild. Do you have anything? I have something else to say about a fan 
But nah, is there anything I else think, generally that... I think we're okay. I think, so moral of, or not moral of the story, but in the end, if, if you had to ask us, I think we're kind of of the same opinion, maybe? Yeah, I think, yeah, like, I think we're Questionable firing, maybe not firing. See, like, I don't want to get going on this again. It's just, when it comes to the firing, like, everyone says he shouldn't have been fired, he shouldn't have been fired. Like, I'll agree with that up front, but if behind the scenes he was given the chance to apologize or to clarify or to reword, and he refused, yeah, that's where I'm stuck. Like, cause you have to deal with it, but how do you deal with it? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, like you can't, if coach's corner with him continues, then you're not doing anything. Yeah. Because you're just not. It's like, but if, if it doesn't, then you're firing them. So it's, it's one or the other. There's no gray area. I know. Right. There's no in between. So to the people who say he shouldn't have been fired, he shouldn't have been fired. Like maybe he shouldn't have, but what would you do? Instead, and I know a lot of people are going to say he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. And that's your opinion. But in my opinion, he did do something wrong. The way it was phrased was bad. He should have phrased it better than that. Um, He's 85 years old. He's going to say what he wants to say. Exactly. But in today's day and age, whether we like it or not, you sometimes you just can't do that anymore. The old school mentality is fine if you're just talking to your family or talking to a friend or you're out at a bar. When you're on a platform with three and a half, four million people watching you. Yeah, and, and representing a, a that's brand right. that's not there's a, there's a With how much money is involved in things nowadays, there's just a responsibility there that um, I guess he didn't want to follow. And the new president of Sportsnet said, nope, we're yeah. not having that. And Like if, if Justin came on this podcast and he said something as, egre- as egregious as Don did, Justin wouldn't be back on the podcast. That's right. And whether, whether you are rightly... I wrongly agree with that. It doesn't matter because it's, it's he didn't break a law. He didn't, yeah. you know what I mean? It's He's just representing it's a, a brand. That's right. He's in a brand. He's in a private company. He's paid very handsomely. Like he's not yeah. just, so I don't know. It's an unfortunate situation. Like whether you like Coach's Corner or not, I think a lot of people tuned into it just to see what he was wearing. What, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it sucks that his career is ending this way and he is 85 years old and I don't want to get morbid here, but we don't know how much time Don has left. And this is going to be the first thing that comes up when that day comes, which is really unfortunate. Yeah, and I don't, like, people say die from a broken heart. I think he probably had his heart broken, being going to go out like this. Uh, I don't necessarily think he's going to die tomorrow, but I'm no. just saying, like, it's... Like, it's fact of the matter, he's 85 years old. Yeah. He's had health problems in the past, but... So if we look back on this in 15 years, is this what you're going to think about? No. Me either. A lot of people are saying that that's how we're going to remember him now, but that's no, it's not. It, that's an emotional response, I think. In like 15 years. He said something stupid, and he didn't apologize for it. That's what this is. Yeah, but then that's one of his qualities, though. That's like, right. But like I said, the world's changed now. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter whether you like it or I like it. It's a fact of the matter. The world has changed. Yeah, for the better. Like, anyways, uh, I have something I want to tell you. And this is could be a whole other discussion itself. So do you hear about the fan in Vancouver who made a sign? No. Okay, so there's a fan of Vancouver. He made a sign that says support Don Cherry with a poppy on it. He took it to a game and security confiscated it from him. Wow. They took it away and they said that the the sign was too big. That was their reason. He's got it on video. It's on YouTube. And how, how big was the sign? Was it actually huge? Uh, it's like this. It's like this big. But he said, what about all the other people in the arena with signs the same size and bigger? And they're like, well, we didn't see any. And so he went on the the website of the team and the arena to look at the, the sign policy. There is a sign policy. It says there's no limitation on sign, sign size. Sign size. It was completely 
So you're saying that they were they were given instructions to be looking for stuff like this? Is that what you're? Uh, I don't know about that, but they removed that fan's freedom of speech. He wasn't saying a specific opinion one way or the other. He was just saying support Don Cherry. That doesn't necessarily. I don't know if that means that. See, he this, justifies what Don Cherry said. It just means that, like, well, I, I think in a way it does. It does, but I mean, still. See, I don't want to get into this because I don't know enough about this, but people think Canada has free speech and it doesn't. Right. It's not like the United States. The United States has free speech. You can say whatever the bleep you want to say, and for the most part, you can get away with it. Yeah. Canada doesn't have that same um, phrasing for free speech. There are limitations to things you can say. Now, do I think having a sign that says support Don Cherry is one of those things? <laughs> I don't think so. Like, that's a pretty soft sign. It's yeah. not like... The own the arena is a private arena run by private business, and if they don't want something in it, I think that's in their right to say, "Hey, we don't want that in here." Yeah, but I don't think a sign saying "Support Don Cherry" <laughs> again is on grounds for having exactly. that removed. So I'm kind of uh, confused over this story. I know it's it's, it's weird, be, like not removing like removing this guy when the sign has created more of a story about the sign. Than if you just had to let him hold up the sign and it maybe have gotten on TV. That's right. Like, so, <laughs> like, all of these, like, broadcast crews, they have people scanning the crowd all the time because they want to capture people doing things in between, like, whistles and stuff, right? Like, yeah. they'll show, like, a bunch of kids having fun with their jerseys on or they'll show people doing whatever. So, there's, if they see that sign, they can say, hey, people in the truck, this guy here has a sign. If you don't want that to appear on TV... Just stay away from that exactly. angle. That guy gets to have his sign, have his moment. Maybe someone in the in the rank takes a picture and puts it on Twitter. It gets a couple likes, whatever. Exactly. It disappears. Eighteen thousand other people in the arena. That's right. It disappears after. It that. affects eighteen thousand. So people. yeah, I'm with you. They should have let him have that in there. And if they really didn't want that to appear on TV, then that's pretty easy. Just I don't agree. show the angle where he is. And this story is just kind of breaking. So now it's like it's just going to grow and grow, right? So, uh, anyways. I think that's called the Streisand effect or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, there's. I think that's the. It's like when you, it's when you try to prevent something, you actually make it worse. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so. It's crazy. Um, anyways, I think that probably wraps up the Don Cherry conversation. We talked for about 45 minutes on the topic. So, uh, yeah. I think that should get your fill in. Uh, that doesn't mean that there's not other important stuff in this podcast to talk about. We actually have a lot of women's hockey to talk about, a lot of really good stories that came out. Do you want to get into that right now? Yeah. So. Okay. So. Last week on the podcast, we brought up women's hockey because Elliot Friedman said something. Well, three stories to talk about today. And we today. said in the podcast, when Elliot Friedman speaks, you listen. Yeah. And here we are a week later. So three three kind of big things, actually. Maybe two and a half big things. So um, the first one we'll talk about is the actual women's league that exists right now. Um, on Thursday, it was announced that there are um, a bunch of people that are going to start investing in the league. Mm-hmm. So the current league that exists now... Now has 20 investors, and some of the new ones include um, the co-owner of the Texas Rangers and the MLB, um, and actually uh, Michael Gilflin. I think I said that right. Uh, he's the former co-owner of the New Jersey Devils. He's he's investing in it too. And when That's I read huge. this story, I'm kind of confused by it. Actually, like, like maybe we can have a little bit of a discussion on this. But like, what what are these people investing in? Like, the Canadian Hockey League folded. Because they couldn't make enough money, mm-hmm. um, this other league's not doing great either. 
So they're 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 investing money into it, trying to grow it, but yeah, I don't think it's not. I don't think it's an investment that you expect or can quantify return from. But but this is a business group. Like, this isn't the NHL investing for fans. This is business people thinking, hey, there's going to be a return on this investment down the road. I think so. I think yeah, you're you're right. I think when the NHL does pick this up and makes their own league. But this is this is unrelated to that. But those sponsors might come with the league. They might, but right now they're going against the people, which we'll get into in a minute, <laughs> that are trying to start another league. Yes. So um, I'm actually going to read the quote from the commissioner of the league. This is the, um, the league that exists right now, the women's league. Uh, it says, This funding gives us the flexibility of either selling an expansion market or our league owning it at the outset. Which is like... What? Yeah, like, why are you looking to expand when you're having... I, yeah, why would you bring in a new team when you can't even... And this is the WNHL for... I, I didn't make that clear. So this is the fifth season of the WNHL. Um, they actually expanded its schedule this year to have 24 regular season games. Um, and they've also increased the salary cap this year to 150000 per team. So it's not a lot of money for all those players. But... No. Um, it says, actually, for the first time, players are, are now receiving a 50% split of revenue from all league-level sponsorship and media deals, which is good. That is good. Now, the problem is, is there's not a lot of those, so it's still yeah. not a lot of great money, but it's 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 baby steps, right? It's, it's going towards what they want. But you also have the women from the other side that are sitting out right now yes. that are trying to start a more sustainable league, With I guess. With the majority of the best players. Yes. Are. So... Um, so another one thing I wanted just to say about the, the National Women's Hockey League, so the league that exists right now, um, I don't know if you know about this, they started a partnership with Twitch TV. So That's all, a weird partnership. So all of the women's games, for those who are into like watching gamers and whatever, um, all of their games are being streamed Shut on Twitch. Up. I'm not kidding. Are you serious? Yeah. So it's a, this is the first uh, year of a three-year partnership with Twitch. Um, all games and programming will be available with fans engaging with other fans broadcasters and influencers so that's the, really interesting so the announcers that are calling the game and the cameramen that are calling it are also watching the chat so if you talk to them you may actually get live communication dialogue between people it's not a bad idea it's interesting but twitch is dying a little bit uh, uh, twitch is still pretty popular it's just the big yeah. some of the big people are being marketed by by microsoft but i mean if you want to watch a women's hockey game how are you going to watch it right now you're not exactly so kudos to twitch twitch no blackouts no anything you want to watch a game you watch it so i'm gonna i'm gonna read some of the twitch statistics to you and then i'm gonna okay. i'm gonna argue that they're padded a little bit okay if i can okay so um this is uh in october so october's done now here are their twitch stats from october so they streamed 14 games in october wow um total viewers of all 14 games was nine hundred and forty nine thousand and sixty five. Here's the here's the the number I have an issue with. Average per game sixty seven thousand seven hundred ninety. Now I tend to go on Twitch from every time and time again. I've never seen sixty seven thousand people watching a channel of women's hockey. So what I think is here is they're saying on average sixty seven thousand people are tuning into a portion of that broadcast. They're not concurrently watching it okay so there's not sixty-seven thousand people from people that i was reading online they're saying usually there's about six thousand people watching a game which is which is not bad mm. like overall in terms of hockey it's not great but for twitch it's pretty good six thousand people watching a channel is okay so it's kind of like so on youtube 
it doesn't count as a view unless you watch it for more than 10 seconds or something like that. On Facebook, if you watch the same video, as soon as you start watching it, it counts as a view. Yeah, so like... So in the sense that... That's what I'm kind of thinking of. Like, when we're... When we're like we've done live streams on YouTube in the past, you actually get the count of how many people are watching. Yes. I don't think this 67,790 is the average of the live watchers. I think that's how yeah. many unique people clicked on that video. I agree. And I don't know if it's like for five seconds or like whatever. So yeah, I just think those numbers are a little bit, um, mm. fluffed a little bit to look I, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I agree actually. But it's good that they're doing that. They're giving people the opportunity to watch and that is a way for it to get people into that and hopefully to grow it a little bit. The biggest step has already been taken by just people having the conversations about this. Like, it, the conversations are bad that, like, hey, we need this and we don't have it. But the fact that everyone's having these conversations is making the companies aware of it. And now the companies are investing in either the league that already exists or the league that's potentially one that wants to be created, sponsored by the NHL. Okay, so this is this is this is the confusing part. Okay, so right now, the league that exists right now is the NWHL. Right. The copyright that the NHL owns is the NWHL. National Women's. Yes. Wait. Same letters with the two first words swapped. So we have... NWNHL? The, the National Women's Hockey League is the current one. Right. The one the league the NHL owns is the National Women's Hockey League. Okay. So it's very confusing because they're so similar. Like, it's the same four words, just the first two are rearranged. Okay. Okay, so... We're going to move off from this story to talk about the other one just so we can kind of segue, into, segue yeah. into this whole thing. So um, one thing that did happen when we were watching that Coach's Corner segment that wasn't Coach's Corner where Ron was talking is immediately after that ended for us in Canada, a Budweiser ad played. Mm. And it was the it was the Stompin' Tom Connor good old hockey game. And it's an ad they've played before, but it was different this time. And I even mentioned it to you. Um about halfway through, the song's all cheery, and they're like, good old hockey yeah. game. And then it's just like, boom. Somber. And then it gets dark, and you see these women standing there, and they're saying the good old hockey game should be for everyone. And it's saying how the Canadian, it goes into the drama about how the Canadian Women League folded and how all these yeah. people are out. So those group of women are not the women from, i got to look at this now, the <laughs> NWHL that exists today. Yes. These are the women that are currently boycotting because they want a more sustainable league exactly. to be formed. So that's the PWHPA, which is the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association. So the ladies in this union or league or players association are not the the ladies that are yes. in the other league. And they've just received a huge sponsorship from so, Budweiser. So like, like the old league just got investors in it. This union, because that's what it is, it's not even a league, it's, it's a players a league, association... Yeah. Just had Budweiser sponsor them and put ads on TV. That's huge. And a very good ad, I would say. So so it's like we have two two women's I don't know how, how even to word it. It's like like objectives are like instead of having one women's league, which is what these people want, like a, a new sustained league where yeah. things are done differently, we have two different projects going in different directions. Yeah. Where Arguably, the better players are the ones that are not playing right now. So Budweiser says, hey, we're getting behind you guys. We're not getting behind these other ladies in this other league. We're getting behind you guys. Yep, exactly. Which is crazy. So I think Elliot Friedman knew this was going to happen. He did. He called it without calling it. It's like amazing. He's, <laughs> he's the man. So um, the NHL needs to make a decision officially. The NHL soon. will not do, like we've, we've talked about this before, the NHL will not do anything until the current league is gone. Right. Because there are, I don't know if it's litigations or whatever, but 
there are if the NHL takes over and then that league folds or the investors don't get it, whatever, they have to pay them out because they're owed money. So th- that league has to fold and file for bankruptcy. Or yeah. like, I don't know. I'm they, not a lawyer. I don't know how that works. They probably own their rights to the best players. And like back in the day, I think the Canadian, like Montreal Canadiens, got rights to all of the best players out of Quebec. Mm-hmm. Like so, it, maybe they. Had, it's like that where they, the current league, has the rights to all the best players. So the best players can't go play in another league. See, because I, they own the rights. See, to, I don't know because like a lot, that? a lot of the players are are boycotting right now. They're not in that league. But yeah, but they're not playing at all. But they could be. They're choosing not to. They, yeah. I, th- I think it's more of there's a lot of investors who have invested a ton of money into this league, and yeah. there's been no return, and they're owed that. So if if a big multi billion dollar company like the NHL takes them over, they have to get what's theirs that they've invested, right? So the league doesn't want to pay that out, understandably. So they're waiting for the league to basically self-destruct on its own. Right. Which is kind of what I think this other players association is, is trying to do. They're trying to build their own sponsors and get their own thing going. So do you think we'll start seeing sponsorships pull out from the current league? We already have. Yeah, we already And have. we talked about that last time. Yeah. But I mean... Like there there were teams that backed, I think San Jose Sharks were one of them. Um, I, can't, I can't remember. But there were teams that backed that league financially yeah and they are now backing the players association for the women that are boycotting Mm. so how quickly does that snowball roll like i don't think that quickly i think with this new amount of money i think we're looking at like at least four years wow because there's a lot of new funding that's come into this and they're talking about expanding that's really unfortunate considering all the talent that's sitting on the wayside. that's what i mean like this it doesn't make sense to have two directions for such a small market of of the sport yeah like I like it's like this news of the funding for the um for the league that exists right now. That's not what the players' association people wanted to hear, mm. and maybe that's why they came out with this Budweiser commercial and they're saying, "Hey, we're we're here too." And there was a lot of like recognizable names, like I think Nurse was in there, um, Spooner was in there, like yeah, yeah. like lots of people in there. So we as fans can't really do anything. No, uh, we like other than the only thing you can do. If you want the NHL to make this is and this is brutal. Yeah, this is brutal. You have to not watch. You can't watch and you can't go to the games and the and by not and by (laughs) yeah, that's right. It's so confusing because the acronym. If I wouldn't have brought up the NHL one, I would have nailed it every time. But now they're there. Yeah, but yeah, you basically have to boycott like the players are. And it's brutal because then you're not supporting them anymore, and we should be supporting them. Like we had that conversation last week. We both think that women's league is important. Oh, it has to exist. But women's hockey is amazing. It's just. Yeah, this is a situation that's just weird. Yeah, it's frustrating, real frustrating. Um, Haley Wickenheiser. Yeah, the last point. You know that name? I do. Why she's do kind you, of famous up here. Why do you know that name? She's uh, kind of a famous hockey player. Do you think she's the Wayne Gretzky of women's hockey? Um, She could be. If I was going to pick someone as the Wayne Gretzky, yeah. it would probably be her. But if you were saying out of all the players who are there now, pick the one that's the Wayne Gretzky of hockey, you pick her. Are you asking me that? Or are you asking me, is she on the same level that Wayne Gretzky was yes. to the guys game that she is to the women's Correct. game? That's what I'm asking. I would say she's far and above anyone else. I agree. But she is not on the Gretzky level because the Gretzky level is unbelievable. The differential is huge. That's right. The Gretzky level. Now, so I agree. But I'm not taking anything away from her by saying oh, that. Yeah. She is by far way above anyone else yes i completely agree. and she for like for a builder of women's hockey she nailed it absolutely couldn't have done better but like 
you just can't compare the stats of one to the other. It's it's, it's just exactly, and that's what I, I brought that up. I brought that question up because um, she's being inducted in the Hockey Hall of Fame, which is amazing. She completely deserves totally, to be there. Absolutely, totally. But Hockey Canada is having a discussion internally about whether they want to retire her number twenty-two. I believe it is not just in women's hockey, but in all of teams represented internationally. All all team all Canadian teams who compete internationally, so and that's not just women's hockey; that's men's hockey too. So, if Team Canada goes to the Olympics, probably not the next Olympics, but maybe the one after, <laughs> no men's player can wear number twenty-two. So basically, like Spangler Cup and stuff like that. Yeah, like that number is retired within Hockey Canada. That is a Wayne, and people are saying that should happen because she's a Wayne Gretzky of women's hockey. See, I, I don't, don't. I don't know how I feel about this. I know you're kind of you don't like it. I don't like retiring these like numbers and like. I'm not saying that she, she doesn't deserve it. She should 100% be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. I'm just not a big fan of retiring numbers in general. So I think I have a bit of a biased opinion on this. Do you think her her portion of um? I don't know why I'm holding this like this. <laughs> do you, it's it, weird. Yes. Uh, do Do you think her building of the game is contributing to that? Do you think it's more? Like normally, you retire a player's number. It's, it's, it is their con- contributions to the game. But most of the time, it's their play. It's their stats. Right. Um, it's usually not necessarily their their outside contributions or whatever. But I think women's hockey is a little bit differently like this, where you could make the argument that she is responsible for some of the ladies who are starting to play now. Like yeah. I play because I seen her play. She was. The, she dominated yeah. and made me want to be that. She's the influ- uh, influence factor for a lot of young yes women. i don't think there's any denying that so and th- i think that i think you're right i think that could be part of the so reason. if you take her stats which are very good and her um contributions as a builder to the wood game of women's hockey right do you think that justifies retiring a number league-wide no <laughs> see i don't know because i'm w- i don't know I don't have I don't have a yes or no answer because I just it doesn't affect me one way. I I don't care whether you retire numbers or not. Mm-hmm. Um, usually you do it to mark like extraordinary people, and I I guess that c- turns the debate on is Haley Wickenheiser an extraordinary female hockey player? Which I'd say she is. Yes. Here's uh, what I'd like to see. Who's the best Canadian hockey player of all time? Wayne Gretzky. Who's the best female pl- uh, Canadian hockey player of all time? Haley Wickenheiser. Mm-hmm. Don't retire the number. You can retire. Nine nine's already retired. Whatever. Let the men's players and women's players wear whatever number they want in the back. Put a ninety nine here and put a twenty two here. That's always on the jerseys, representing the two best women's and uh, woman and and man to play the game. So would on you every s- Canadian jersey? So what would happen if if down the road the people surpass those? Like whether Wayne Gretzky is no longer considered the best player, or Haley Wickenheiser is no longer considered the best player. Would you? Replace that number? Yes. That's a decision by Hockey Canada. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> that is a decision by Hockey Canada, for sure. <laughs> That's bold. I didn't expect that answer. Yeah. It's like, yep, you're no longer good. Take that number off. Put a new one on there. It's Sorry. The same, it's the same. It has to do with the conversation that we had last night about trophies. Yep. Should it be called Norris Trophy still? Or should it be called I think you should make a video. I think you should make a video on that. Yeah, we will. But it's, yeah, I don't think that it should be set in stone forever. Um, put a patch on there. Let it stay there until someone else surpasses them. But 
Anyways, let us know what you think about that in the comments for sure. Now, Don Cherry, we talked about. Women's hockey, we talked about. Now we're getting to, into more like actually what happened this week in hockey. So there's a play last night that involved Matt Calvert hmm. where he got hit in the face with a puck, was down on the ice for an ex a very extended period of time and could not get up, tried to get up, couldn't, and... Because of that play, there was a goal that was scored by the opposite team. There's a lot of controversy regarding this play because it resulted in... There's a lot of Avalanche fans upset. The coach was upset. The players are upset. Yeah. There are Vancouver fans who are saying that play should have been blown down. Yes. Um, Even... This is not the first time this has happened. This has happened... To, we, we, you know, we did a quick search. We've, we've came up with a couple of examples of it happening. Like, even when the play happened, Pedersen... Who took the shot? He put his hand up like, oh, yeah, like, like stop, stop. He's hurt, whatever. And, and then, oh, play's not stopping. I guess I got to keep playing because yeah. um, I don't want to go to the back to the bench and have my exactly butt tore off on my coach. Saying Even five, ten seconds later, though, he was like looking like, you know, yeah, like he turned around. And he's still on the ice, looking down. Oh, keep gotta keep playing. Like, yeah. Even when the goal was scored, he didn't raise his stick. He turned around and kind of went towards Matt Calvert. So absolute mad respect for Patterson for doing that. Um, shame on the league for letting that happen. I don't necessarily blame the officials because they're just following the rules mm -hmm. but it also comes to the point where uh, apparently according to the rule there could have been a judgment call made but i don't think it's i don't think it's like a judgment call like written just in plain like if he looks like he's hurt call it down i don't think it's written that way yeah i think like even mckinnon was quite um upset in his post game interview like he was asked about hey you guys didn't want this game to go to overtime or whatever and he talked about it for five seconds and immediately switched the conversation to hey the refs i don't blame the refs I blame yeah. the league. The rule needs to be changed. So what if he was knocked out and wasn't moving at all? What if it was not him? What if it was a star player? What if it was a ref? What if a ref get hit in the head with a puck and was down there on the ice? Would It'd be they... blown. Exactly. Anytime, anytime a ref gets injured, it's down. Exactly. So wh why is it happening to a player and that not be okay? I said last night, or maybe it was this morning, I don't remember. When you lose your helmet in the NHL now, you got to go to the bench immediately. But you can lay on the ice after getting hit in the head with a puck, almost knocked out, and that still be playable? The question I have is how seriously do you take your head injuries when you can get shot in the face, you can be bleeding out of your head, and you just keep the play going? We're the NHL. We're concerned with the, with our safety. Uh, your helmet comes off. you go got to skate to the bench. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to talk about concussions because they don't happen. Uh, but, oh, if you get shot in the face of the puck and you're down on the ice and you're bleeding, ah, you're, you're all right. You're faking it. <laughs> play continues. So there's it doesn't happen a lot, but no, I think it's a common sense rule that, hey, if this guy's bleeding out of his head, he's probably not faking it. Yeah. Like, oh, we're hemmed in our end. Because like, there could be situations where people could try to fake it. Like right. obviously, hundred uh, like, percent. Oh, we've been hemmed in our end for two, two, two minutes. They just got to change. Our guys are tired. Yep. This guy took a puck in the head, down on the ice. And the opposing bleeding. player was concerned. It, that's right. Now you could say, okay, well, this situation happened. Let's get it fixed this summer. Negotiations will change the rules for next year. Here's the thing: this already happened two years ago to Zach Lorensky, mm -hmm. and had a much more gruesome injury than Matt Calvert uh, suffered last night. Who also had comments on his own Twitter last night saying yes. this needs to change and then today he clarified them a little bit saying that i don't blame the refs the rule yeah. needs to be changed so part of it i think was a little bit of i shouldn't be talking out against the refs publicly because some of the comments were saying like no you had it right the first time that play should have been called yes it's 
it's frustrating because it happened before. It's happened a few times before. And here we are having the same conversation that we probably had two years ago. I don't remember. I'm sure we. I'm sure I talked to her. I'm sure we talked about it. But we've seen plays where players have been hurt and they've been blown down. Yes, absolutely. Like, like I can't. I can't name one specifically right now. But I know I've seen instances where players took a slap shot in the gut or whatever, and they go down, and within five seconds they blow it down to send the trainer out to go yeah. look at the player. So if you get hit in the head and you're bleeding on the ice. Why is there a history of videos you can look up on YouTube? Exactly. Where nothing happens. Especially these days. If it happens 15 years ago, okay, maybe not a big deal, but all the news There's so and much head injury science, discussion. Yeah. Like you need to you need to blow that dead even from an emotional standpoint from as a ref. Like make a judgment call, blow that dead and get in trouble. Like the announcer's saying, "Oh, that's that's really unfortunate." <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's really unfortunate. It's more than unfortunate. The guy's like he could die. He could die. He could have a brain bleed. Literally, there's a boxer that just died four weeks ago or three weeks ago. That's right. He fell backwards in his head and he got obviously punched and during the match. He's dead. That could have happened to Matt Calvert. If you want to show that you're taking head injury seriously, if a player gets shot in the face with a puck and is bleeding on the ice and can't get up, blow the whistle. Exactly. And you don't need to wait until next summer to make that decision, that rule change. Make it now. You think there's going to be GMs out there who... Look at these. Oh, well, he could be faking it, blah, blah. Yeah. Thumbs down. You think that the Vancouver Canucks would have been upset if that play was blown dead after seeing what happened? Patterson himself was basically stopped playing for a couple seconds because he was concerned. No, Vancouver is not going to be upset. You think their coach, Travis Green, is going to be upset? No. He saw what happened. He understands. Hockey's. Yeah. Like, like, and even if they are upset, like, yeah, you can be upset that you're like they scored on the play. So if that would have got blown down, it's understandable they would have been upset because they lost a goal. Yeah. But I think they would also understand, like, hey, if that was our guy, we want that blown down. Exactly. We want our trainer to make sure he's going to be all right. It goes both ways. Like, what happened if something more seriously happened there and he did have a brain bleed? I think this rule gets changed immediately. I think the why, why does something sued. Why does something big have to happen? Yeah, I know. Like, why can't it be a little proactive? That's, what, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. If they're going to be proactive about helmets flying off and having to go to a bench, which is acceptable, but a little... <laughs> silly to be honest like i said last time you want to fix that rule tighten your freaking strap that yeah. connects your thing no more helmets coming off problem yeah. solved it's like if someone dies like if matt calvert died the nhl is getting sued by the family probably i don't know and there's probably clauses where they can't but it would be a bad yeah, look be bad anyways that kind of wraps up all the news uh, there are game recaps there's 15 games on last night so I'm just gonna go through these really really quickly this podcast is long yeah, it's 110 110, 110 an hour and 10 hour minutes, and 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 110 folks um, okay I'm just gonna go through these really quickly I'll say just a couple things about each game and some games I'm not gonna say anything because I don't didn't watch the highlights even um, so the Arizona Calgary game, this wasn't actually an interesting one because there's good old fashioned brawl. Yeah. Came, uh, Kemper attacked, uh, Kachuk from behind Riddick totally left the net, crossed the red line, <laughs> came down tried to fight someone. Um, even incredible. the, announce- even the announcers were into it. Yeah. They were like, all right, we got a good old barn burner here. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. There needs to be more of that in hockey, in my opinion. Um, but I mean, Kemper made 37 sh- saves in that shot in that game. He tried to get in a fight. He got a shutout. Darcy Kemper is a freaking man in that game <laughs> last night. <laughs> yeah. So good on him. Arizona won 3 nothing. Uh, the Vegas-LA game, LA upset Vegas. Now, 
The Kings took a, a 2 nothing lead after the first got out to a good start. Um, they added another one in the second, but Vegas got three goals in the second period. But it wasn't enough. The Kings won, and now the Kings are on a three-game winning streak, which is pretty good for them because they got a slow start to the season. Uh, the Dallas-Edmonton game, Dallas won a 5-4. Uh, I don't know what's going on in Dallas, but it seems like they might have fixed their issues. They have had a turnaround. Jamie a ben. TSN turning point, TSN as they call it. <laughs> Jamie Ben got the OT winner last night, and now Dallas is 8-1-1 in their last 10, which is remarkable because they were called out hard uh, maybe three weeks ago, three and a half weeks ago, something like that. Uh, the Winnipeg-Tampa game. Oh, sorry, I skipped one. Carolina-Minnesota. Carolina won 4-3 in overtime. Uh, with the win, Carolina is back into winning consistency, making that three straight games that they've won. Uh, Winnipeg and Tampa Bay. I don't know if this is really an upset this year based on Tampa Bay's play, but Winnipeg won 4-3. to three. I don't understand how a team can be so dominant one year, the lineup not really changed that much in the offseason, and be so inconsistent. And that's not saying that Winnipeg's not a good team and Tampa Bay should have won. Mm-hmm. Winnipeg's actually playing really, really good hockey right now. But Tampa Bay has been struggling all year. So I don't understand. I don't understand how that happens. How do you go from getting almost 130 points or whatever it was last year and barely being able to beat any team this year? Well, let's think how their season ended. Think of the first round playoffs. They got swept. And then you're like, okay, well, that's pretty weird. But clearly that's not Tampa Bay Lightning. They're going to come back pissed off. And uh, they haven't. (laughs) They haven't. The team is stacked. Like the the display that we saw last year was not an overachievement, mm-hmm. in my opinion. That was legit. I don't know what's going on this year, but anyway. Uh, so your Bruins played the Washington Capitals yesterday. They lost uh, by one. Washington won 3-2. And you pointed out that Boston has lost to Washington the last uh, 15 of 16 games that they've played. I was, I was over at Neil's house last night. We were watching the hockey. And I said... I don't know if you believe me or not, but I told you, we cannot beat Washington. Yeah. Like, they just, we can't. And then I gave you that stat, and you couldn't believe it, and it's true. <laughs> it's true. Last 15 to 16 games, Boston has that lost is against Washington. bad. Hopefully they don't meet in the playoffs for your sake. Um, Buffalo and Ottawa game. Buffalo won 4-2. to Do you know who scored four goals for Buffalo? I do. Who? Go ahead. Jack Eichel. Yeah. Four goals. He's putting the team on his back. Like, is Buffalo? Buffalo is the Edmonton of the East. Like, <laughs> does that make sense? Like okay, Edmonton now David hold on a second. Let's let's analyze that that phrase. <laughs> is that a compliment or an insult? Well, I used to say the same thing about Washington and St. Louis before both of them won the Stanley Cup. St. Louis is the Washington of the East. They have really good, strong regular seasons. They can't do anything in the playoffs. <laughs> Buffalo has Jack Eichel. I hear crickets. That's kind of it. I mean, I'm just teasing a little bit. Obviously, they've got Darlene and a bunch of other great players. But Mm -hmm. um, when when you have a player, your best player, score four goals in the game to, like, no one else for the team scored a goal that game. Mm -hmm. It was just Jack Eichel. It reminds me a lot of Edmonton, who has Dreisaitl and McDavid. Yep. And other than that, really just average players. Now, Buffalo does have a couple of maybe better than average players. Uh, to support Eichel, but still, I mean, you can't have one guy scoring four goals in the game. Like, you need some some support other than that. So, uh, I mean, good on him for scoring four goals. It's amazing, but... It reminds me of that uh, Leafs game where Matthew scored four goals and they still lost. 
Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> was that his first game in the NHL? Uh, no, it was. Uh, I don't know. He scored four goals in his first game. Maybe it was. They lost 5-4. I remember that. <laughs> that was amazing, though. Can you imagine scoring four goals and your team still loses? <laughs> Man, that's got to feel good. Um, the New Jersey-Montreal game. New Jersey won 4-3. to uh, Montreal just completely stunk stunk that one up they at one point their shots were 29 to 9 i think or something crazy like that for new jersey there were nine penalties in the third period um the, i thought the refereeing was absolutely ridiculous in this game i think most people think okay let's talk about that last that goal that was not counted what do you think hold on okay <laughs> montreal did not lose because the refing sucked new jersey did not win because the refing sucked just generally it sucked for everybody the, the, everybody it's yep. it sucked bad now the goal I was very emotional when it happened. Yeah. I thought it should have been a goal because he said, this is not a good goal because it was kicked into the net or it was a kicking motion. Never even touched <laughs> Neil goes, what? And I go, yes. <laughs> so, okay. I was upset. I thought it should, be, it should have been a goal. But after I actually read the rule, which states any motion from any other part of your body mm-hmm. to redirect the puck into the net is considering considered a, a motion to... And he did kind of the top part of his leg the kind top of, part of his leg. went up and he pushed it in with that. Yeah, so uh, it was the right call. I don't. I, that should not have been uh, a goal. So good, good job on the refs for, for making that right decision. However, I think there should have been a penalty shot because uh, mm-hmm. a New Jersey uh, player, I think it was Heischer maybe, closed his hand on the puck in the crease. And also they're saying that Subban tripped him going yeah. in. So there's two, but I don't think those are reviewable, right? But there could have been a tripping penalty, and there could have been. But you can't review the penalties that could have been. But, I mean, come on, refs. You called everything else. You're not going to call that? <laughs> yeah. Like, just frustrating. Anyways. Um, Florida beat the Rangers 4-3. I have literally nothing to say about this game. I didn't watch any of the highlights. Uh, the Islanders beat Philadelphia 4-3 in a shootout. I didn't watch that game at all. Now, the Pittsburgh-Toronto game. Pittsburgh wins 6-1. Do you know who won the majority of the face-offs in that game. We want to take a guess at the team that won the majority of the face-offs based on the score. Hmm. I'm going to have to say that it was Toronto. <laughs> it was Toronto. <laughs> Do you want to know what the percentage of face-offs they won in that game? I have no idea what this is, actually. 68%. Yes, sir. You know that that tells me, without looking at any other statistics, the Toronto Maple Leafs give the puck away a lot. If you're winning 68% of the draws and getting immediate, percent, uh, immediate possession 68% of the time, and you lose 6-1... That tells me that you're giving the puck away a lot, which isn't really new news for no. Maple Leafs fans or Toronto. Do you think this is a time of concern for Maple Leafs fans? I or think it's a time of concern two weeks ago. Yeah. So a lot of people are saying, let's see if we're having this conversation in November or December. They said this at the beginning of the season. We're kind of getting there. Yeah, we're halfway through, more than halfway through, I guess, officially today. What's the date? 17th? Yeah, we're more than halfway through November. Thanksgiving's coming up in the states. That's usually the weekend where we're twenty some games in. Yeah, so um, things are not great in Leafland. I would say there was also a fire Babcock chant going around the rink uh, last night. Do you think there's a Bab clock? Do you think that the, I do? Do you think it's and Christmas? I don't know when it is, but when you get people like Brian Burke come out and saying start the clock, if he's saying it, there's other people saying it. I think I I don't think he gets fired. The main reason I say that is because they have their guy in the minor leagues they want. They already have their next coach. Yeah. They're paying him handsomely to sit down there and wait. I'm trying to think of his name. I can see his face clear ah, as if day. You would, if you wouldn't ask me his name, I would have nailed I it. It's like Dave or something. Or David or Davis or David. Uh, I can't remember. I don't know. I can't remember. Sorry, but I see, sorry I see to those in the comments who I know you're just going to pull it up. But. Yeah. Um, 
I, do I think he's going to get fired? No. Do I think he should? Yes. I don't, think, I don't think I'll get fired either. It's it's they've invested too much. Yeah, it it sends the wrong message. Do I think he lost the room, or has has lost the room? Absolutely. Do Look you, at the team; it's stacked. Do you think if they stay on their current trend or get worse, he could get fired? Or yes. do you think, regardless of if he, if they miss the if they if it's February and they're twenty points out, he's done. I think if they're quite a ways out earlier than that, he could be done. I think so maybe. I think Christmas is the... It depends on how they play, I think. I, I think if they stay kind of around where they are, which is not great, he's probably fine. If they get worse, I think he could be in trouble. If this... Like, you got you got players coming out saying that the locker room's not very friendly right now or not very yeah. enjoyable or not very lively. Like, like, if this play was happening in Chicago, we'll say, for example, not a big deal because you kind of expect it, but... Toronto has is stacked. Like, look at their offensive power, and mm-hmm. even defensively, I mean, there's not really there's not bad players back there. They have a really good team. So to me, that tells me there's something wrong in the dressing room um, with the coach. That he's lost them, in my opinion. So I don't know if you, I don't know if you can get them back or not. But and they don't have a lot of wiggle room financially. So if you're Kyle Dubas, the GM, and you're looking at okay, how can I shake things up how like because you know you got to make a change for making a change just so the players see that you're making change on the player side you don't have a lot of room to do anything you can't you can't do much like the the only way you're doing much is if you're trading one of your big ticket guys yep and there's there's tyson berry trade rumors and stuff yeah i guess people are people are looking at him now um so i i think the coach is definitely a viable option i don't know if he'll actually happen or not but and toronto does have a history of giving the a kick to a lot of coaches you sure do we'll see um, the Anaheim St. Louis game. Anaheim won four to one over St. Louis. Uh, Grant with a hat trick. So awesome to see there. Now Chicago absolutely spanked Nashville seven to two. The Chicago Blackhawks are six two and two in their last ten. Uh, they have three, if they have basically two to three games in hand of most of the teams around them. If Chicago won those three games in hand, guess where they are in the standings? Ooh, tell me. Third place in their division. Yes, sir. In a playoff spot. Wow. That's pretty incredible. Yep. They've only played 19 games this year, so they got to play some catch-up. Uh, Colorado-Vancouver game. We talked we talked a little bit about that earlier, but uh, Colorado, Colorado won 5-4 to four in overtime. I have to say, those Vancouver jerseys. Like They're pretty that, spicy. That uniform on the ice looked absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. That's the best-looking uniform on ice, and I'm not sure if it's because I like the way it looks or because of the completely nostalgia feeling that I get from it. I'm thinking probably a little bit of the latter. I think so too. That is the best uniform I've seen in it's, 10 years. It's epic. <laughs> it's so good. I yeah. love it. Um, I have, but here's the thing. I know people who hate that jersey. Like a dad, I don't think, likes that jersey at all. So, mm-hmm. I know. Uh, The last game was the San Jose-Detroit game. San Jose won 4-3. to three. San Jose is now on a six-game winning streak. <sighs> Bringing back Patrick, Mar- Patrick Marlowe has been incredible for the Sharks. So... I'm very happy about that. Sharks are my second favorite team. So that's all the notes I have. This has been a very long podcast. We're at about 100... <laughs> 123 minutes, people. We're at about an hour and 23 minutes. <laughs> okay, for now on, I'm going to read the clock. Yeah, you can read the clock. Uh, so, Do you think this is the longest podcast ever done? No, we did one that was like 131 once. 131? <laughs> I mean, an hour and 31. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't even blame on it being super early in the morning. I'm just an idiot. Yeah, like this is the latest podcast we've ever filmed here. Yeah, it's 3.32. 
right now. So. Yep. Normally they're done. Well, back in the day we did them at nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that was bold. No excuse. That was bold. No excuses. Yeah. Yep. Nine o'clock. Oh well. So if you listen to this whole thing, hats off Kudos to you. Kudos to you. Yeah. You guys I, must kind of like us or something. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you're this is your first video or your first podcast uh, on the channel, maybe you clicked on it because of the Don Cherry in the title or something like that, uh, and you've made it this far on the podcast, we really appreciate that. I hope you can go down and hit the subscribe button if you are on YouTube. If you're listening to this on iTunes or whatever, um, that's awesome too. We really like our audio listeners. Back in the day, we had a contest for our audio-only listeners. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And we may do something like that in the future. Yeah, so if you're not subscribed, I don't know how it works, follow, I guess, on uh, iTunes or whatever. be cool if you... Hit that follow button and, and uh, listen to the audio version of this, too, on the bus or wherever you're going. It's pretty cool. Yeah, this being almost an hour and a half long might be a good, uh, if you live in a big city, it might be a good listen to a commute to work or yeah, something. Yeah, maybe. Eh? I, I'm i always interested to, to hear where people listen to to this podcast. Some people watch it, obviously, but a lot of people listen to it. If you are listening to the, the audio version of this, if you... If you have a YouTube account and you don't mind jumping on YouTube and looking this video up, if you could just leave a comment, and even if you are watching the video uh, or just have it on the background on YouTube, can you tell me what you do while you listen to this podcast? Do you sit there and, and literally just intently watch us? Or are you working on homework? Are you doing other work? Because uh, I listen to some podcasts, mm-hmm. and I know how I listen to podcasts. I'd be curious to know what you guys do if you're while you're listening to this. So. And, and if you are a podcast listener, maybe you want to share your, some thoughts on the Don Cherry situation. Like yeah. Maybe you want to say or just share an opinion about something we said and whether you agree with it or not or have a have a different view that we maybe overlooked or just want to contribute. They can also write an email, can't they? Or Yeah, you can, you can send an email to so postpostshow at gmail.com. Yeah, so if you're a podcast listener and YouTube's not your thing, just or even if you're just a YouTuber and you just have something big you want to write out and send it to us, we love getting emails. Yep, absolutely. Might read some on air someday soon. Um, the last thing I need to address is that I'm an idiot. Uh, I've said that a couple times this podcast, but if you notice, I'm wearing a green jersey. There's a green screen behind us. Yeah, <laughs> I completely studio, forgot. Studio be, B is not a yeah, live set. We don't have the setup quite yet, so uh, I forgot that we had a green screen. That we filmed with a green screen now in short term. So I don't I have no idea how this is going to look on camera. It might look blue. It might completely. I might be invisible. I don't know. But there, there might be a background here. There might be just a green thing back if this here. Is green, depending on how this looks. Yeah. If this is green the entire time, no, I didn't make a mistake in post. I made a mistake in real life because I'm an idiot and wore a green jersey. But you did that on purpose. For I the did topic. it on purpose because it's uh, remember Day just passed a little while ago, and we're talking about Don Cherry's veterans and supporting troops and all that stuff. So um, you didn't watch me unbox this jersey yet because I didn't release it yet. But I filmed it last night, and uh, it'll release. Uh, tomorrow monday so even though you've seen me wear on camera stuff you'll watch me open it in the future which is weird but uh thank you for listening and watching i really appreciate it jason thanks for joining me for this podcast uh it's great to have you here and uh i have a feeling that next week's podcast won't be as long no but uh we'll try and make it as, as close to an hour as we can as we usually do so thanks for watching guys hope you have a good day and we will see you in the next podcast adios